Hello and welcome to another episode of Joe Blogs About Films. Thanking you as always for clicking on this podcast and this particular episode. I hope you had a very Merry Christmas and are looking forward to the new year. I am particularly looking forward to 2023 just to see some of the films that are listed, that are lined up for next year and of course that we can sit down and talk about on this podcast. This is what will be my final film review of the uh, of the year in fact of 2022 of course there's the standard end of year top 10 favorite films of said year which will be coming in the next few days so stick around and keep your eyes for that um i'll give the socials a plug in a second but here we are finally the final film i always love going to see a film across that december period between christmas and new year's just to fill in that kind of gap because it's kind of an excuse, isn't it, those couple of days to do nothing? <laughs> so I, I always try and hold off to catch something at least. And there's a pretty big film that's taken the box office by storm. I think it's already projected to be getting a billion very, very, very shortly. But that, of course, is Avatar, The Way of Water, the sequel that did we ever expect to see? Let's be honest, it's been that long in development and uh, and obviously working hard from James Cameron said this is his uh, yeah first film since the last Avatar. So... A lot of people expecting big things. Obviously, I'll touch upon my thoughts in general on Avatar itself and, of course, the thoughts on The Way of Water. But as from the trailers, it was looking like it was going to be at least something pretty visually stunning. And I can't argue with that. I cannot argue with that. It's uh, pretty pleasing on the eye. But that is what we're going to be talking about on the final review of 2022. So, again, thank you so much, as always, for clicking on this podcast. It is available on, on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much now wherever you can get your podcasting fix. So again, thank you so much wherever it is that you listen to this podcast through. Jump onto Facebook as well and search Joe Blogs About Films. Give us a like and a follow on there and uh, so you can also be notified when new episodes are uploaded. But if you also hit the notification button on Spotify, on Apple, on whatever it is you're listening through, you'll be notified again when new episodes are uploaded that way. I'll pop up on your phone. The wonders of technology, eh? But that would be awesome. If you can also leave a review, that too would be lovely. So thank you, as always, for clicking. Let's dive into into Pandora. Let's go back to Pandora, I should say, because in 2009, groundbreaking film dropped. Obviously, still to this day, I think, is the most gross, highest grossing film ever. And that's on the back of a number of re-releases. He's obviously remastered it, put it back into the, into the, into the cinemas and such to kind of go nicely with, with what's about to come in the way of water. And... With Avatar for me, like I just was never as great. I'm on that. I'm on that side of the fence of like I just didn't. I wasn't too fussed by it. Again, granted, this is the first Avatar, of course. That you know, I, I thought that it looked wonderful. Don't get me wrong. The plot was a little bit, yeah, okay. I mean, unobtainium and all that jazz. Like we all had a good giggle when that dropped in 2009. But like, yeah, it was it was fine. It just it didn't really it didn't really tickle my fancy. I should say. So I guess the Maybe on some level you can maybe discredit my thoughts on The Way of Water because The Way of Water is pretty, pretty good in terms of like cinematography, CGI, everything that was done and put into this film. It can't be argued that it's no mean feat, that it is absolutely staggering to view at, so, at so, certain parts of this film. You are just pretty amazed. And, and I, I did see this in 3D as well, and I would say that if you're going to check the film out, do try and see it in 3D. I can also see myself, just on a quick one side note, not really delving too much or saying something you may not have heard already about this film because there's been so much reviews understandably everyone's been kind of waiting and waiting and waiting to see if it was worth the wait worth the build-up the hype etc on some level yes i want to stick with the positives because as i say there's elements of this where you just cannot fathom or wrap your head around how they've 
how they've made this film. Like these days, when it comes to big blockbusters or big these kind of films, cinematic events or whatever, you can see straight away that they're CGI heavy, reliant so much on it. Like you only have to watch the new Ant Man and the Wasp trailer to be like, well, that's green screen central. You know what I mean? Like it's literally really, really just jarring at times just to see kind of characters that you can tell that are just stood in front of a screen in the background and just just you know edited and put there in in post-production etc so like this day and age we can be quite critical and quite cynical um about that kind of stuff which i think we have every right to be if it's done bad then i think as a viewer you can be like well that's that's terrible start again kind of thing Whereas Avatar is just mesmerising in the way that what James Cameron does is he doesn't just use CGI or does any of this for just like a tick box or whatever. It does elevate and make the film so much greater and grander and the spectacles in this are quite wondrous. And, and you know, the messages that are there throughout, you know, Save Our Oceans, the first one, you know, Save Our Rainforest, as 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 we should be doing kind of thing with the destruction for, of man, essentially, that man is the greatest killer that's what we're here for with this one. So it's saving the oceans. There's plot points that, that yeah, you can see really home and drive that in. But I just felt that whereas the first Avatar was grand, all round story, spectacle, whatever, what he's done with the first one is he's kind of just grounded it a little bit more. He's gone for, uh, yeah, the, the big books in sense of, right, we'll make a visually stunning film. And it is, don't get me wrong. But the story, again, for me, I thought it was very, like, eh, meh, if you want to say that. It's, again, it, like I just said there, it's grounded. They've stripped it right back, pulled it back. And it's essentially just a revenge story, obviously, because I'm not even going over the synopsis, really, of this film, so that might be a good place to start. But just coming to that in a second, like I say, it's just nice to see that he has done that in a way. Like, we can focus solely on, like, more visuals and more epic. I know what people are going to say, that not all that glitters is gold and stuff like that, but I think it does benefit it because I didn't find myself really, like, wanting to pull my eyeballs out watching this one. So that's <laughs> that's a good start, isn't it? That's a much better start than the first Avatar. But let's just jump to the synopsis story. So life is good on Pandora, with Neytiri and Jake putting down their weaponry to raise a family after their battle against the humans. But a new star in the heavens heralds the return of the Sky People, and soon the Sullers are on the run, allying with a sea tribe to make a stand against their oppressors. So yeah, so straight on the bat there, you've got like a wonderful kind of opening to this film where you get to see, you know, Jake and Natira just have it, just just living within Pandora, what they've got up to since last time we saw them the last thirteen years. Just a quick one as well. I'm not going to dive into spoiler territory too. There might be light spoilers. I'm not going to go and go right. Well, this happens, but you know, what I mean, it might be a sprinkle of stuff because it's a three hour film. Like the stuff, like for starters, when you saw the trailer, I was like, what is this film even about? Other than the fact we're going to see more of Avatar, uh, more of Pandora, sorry, more of Avatar, more of Pandora, sorry. Um, so, like, I, I won't, I'm going to try and keep it close, but as I say, I've been out for about, yeah, just over a couple of weeks now, so, hey, you may have already heard some stuff that I'm, I might touch on, I might not. Anyways, by the by, I'm not going to go down full spoiler route, but I did like this opening of, it's been 13 years since the last film, so we need to see exactly what these guys have been up to. There's no, there's no, like, classic exposition dump or even previously on avatar or anything like that it is just straight in we get to see how this family have, have adapted or at least how they're how they're existing within pandora since the last film that we saw obviously there's things that they do within this that you know like i say is a revenge story so you've got obviously stephen lang back as the as the as the colonel is it is it quartich or whatever his name is pronounced terrible with names apologies but you know the twist with this one is is that although his character meets the demise in the first one he is back in blue form, but I don't want to go down again to kind of 
how or why that is, just so you know, and you've seen the trailers, he's back. Which again, I like that that dynamic and that shift with that because obviously this guy was hell-bent on taking them out. He's now, you know, it's almost like, well, if you can't beat him, join him kind of thing. And it's there's some great moments and some great interaction between the two. And this is the thing, by just kind of keeping that storyline so... Uh, so so basic in that front by having it as like right bad guy wants to take down the good guy, yeah it's like okay fair enough what we'll go with it. However, my only criticism with that is I was like three hours of that three hours of just that has been the only driving force for this for the villain is like all the way through. I was like my goodness like really why are you going through all this effort for one person? I just I don't know if that that you know didn't resonate too much well with me anyways as an audience member, like the beauty of this is obviously being able to explore the different side of Pandora. Cause you know, Cameron said from the get go that, you know, the, the, the first one obviously was the forest. The second one, he was going to look at the, the actual sea, the, the whole sea world of that, should we say, and then go from there. And I did find it absolutely breathtaking. Like sometimes you just sat there and you're like, did you go to another planet and did you film this and then bring it back to us? Like, I don't know how you've got this the way that it is. Cause I think it just looks absolutely like, did you manage to get a camera underwater and it worked fully, absolutely fine. And, managed to capture all these amazing, amazing, like, different species. Stuff. Like, it looked wonderful. It just, it, nothing, it was, it was just so crisp on the air. Like, I can't fault that technology side of it. Like, cause it did look absolutely amazing. There's some really intense moments as well when it comes to the scene, it comes to the family and, you know, the peril that they find themselves in, especially the youngsters, because what I found the film, that you know, the film did so well, is that it didn't, there's arguments to say that, yeah, it might have sidelined, you know, Sam Worthington's Jake or, or whoever, or any, any of the other characters in particular, like maybe Kate Winslet or Cliff Curtis, who are also in this as well. Like, they didn't get too much to do, you know, with the other side of the, you know, the the, the other tribes that, that live with the live on the water side of things. But to see this younger generation as well of, of like, these characters, these kids that, that Sam Worthington's Jake and Zoe and Zoe Saldana's Neytiri have had... They kind of take the they, they step up in this basically, and they are what we they who we follow in that. But I didn't find, you know, when some films do it, and it's like clearly that's what they're doing. They're like, right, you're gonna you're you're going to like these characters. Like this is who you're gonna follow. This didn't do it like that. So I have to praise it with that as well because I didn't I didn't find it in any way like oh my god like can we just get back to like our actual heroes like these kids are just doing my head. like I didn't feel like that at all. And credit as well again to the technology but also to the performance of Sigourney Weaver to be able to play a 14 year old in this as well I thought it was really cool as she plays the character Kiri who really again I can see being a huge driving force moving forward for the rest of the Avatar films but the the stakes the stakes although have maybe made a little bit smaller they're still they they are still quite big in this as well because you you're having these characters to not only give up what they know and who they know their families and such in the in the forest of Pandora to move to a whole new tribe, to learn those ways, to live by the sea, to then, again, tackle some bad guys. You know, there are there are like actual stakes here for these characters. Like it could, it's, it's like big or bust essentially. Like if this doesn't work, then where else? What else is left for them? I say because this villain, obviously Stephen Lang's character, he's not going to quit very easily. You know what I mean? So there's there's stuff in there that I did like, and it's just overall I found that it was just a little bit too. Just too long again, or like, or it, it didn't feel as long as the first one. But I do emphasize it is it is a long film, and there are bits that you are like, I'm sure they could have cut this out, or could have just skipped this. I mean, there's a certain plot point when it comes to the villains coming across some of the hunters of the sea and what they do with these whales. And this is the thing I cared more about the, that side of the film about what they're doing with the 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 ocean species than the actual our heroes themselves. There's a character or a whale, I should say, or, or to be exact, it's a Tolkien, I believe it is, uh, called Payakin. And what they do with this whale is absolutely amazing. Like for starters, again, CGI incredible. The side of of seeing 
what's happened to its story, how it's got there, what these characters are doing to these these ocean creatures is 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 heartbreaking. You know what I mean? Like, and it's again the the social commentary of what we're doing to the sea, or what people are doing out there in the seas, and you know, separating mothers from their calves and killing them that way. This that, and the other, like there is stuff in this that you like. This is you want them, you want the bad guys to be completely wiped out. And I liked as well that in a way when it came to the action, which I'll come to in a second, that they didn't hold back with maybe a bit more of a mature tone with some of the deaths um, that we got, because I don't remember it all, in the first one anyways, being like, oh, here we go kind of thing, whereas in this, this one I was like, that was a very creative way of taking us one out, or something along those lines I felt that they did, you know, they've kind of matured with the audience is what I should say, because there'll be kids, yeah, they'll be watching this for the first time, maybe not really taken on board the first Avatar, but there are people who are massive fans of Avatar that have grown up, obviously they've grown up in the last 13 years, but they're, they're, they're now at a different age to be able to see more mature things, should we say, because I did feel that, yeah, they, they went they went big when it came to some of the action, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll come to that now, because there's no denying, like I said, that many reviews as well of this film have said that the last, like, hour or whatever the third act should we say is pretty entertaining like pretty enthralling and it, and it is it is pretty entertaining when the action kicks in i wouldn't say that the way that people are going on about it by saying it was oh my god the last hour is going to blow your socks off kind of thing like i didn't personally i thought it was i didn't personally react that way i thought right okay this is this is much better like this is good but like i wasn't like i said at the edge of my seat throughout these action sequences i thought that it looked great and what they were doing and they have really brought it back down you know the the scale of the film, although it's great, it is also small as well. There were things that they they did really well, especially utilizing, like I said, the ocean and 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 how in some way this does remind. Like when the sh there's like a certain ship that starts sinking, I was like, oh, Cameron's used to this. Like it was kind of like reminding me of like his Titanic days and what he did with that and how he would shoot some of the shoot some of the sequences, maybe like obviously having the camera tilted to one side and stuff like that, or like how they would go underwater and then be like you know, the, the, the actual like pressure from the sh the ship sinking would like throw them back up kind of thing. Um, there was stuff in there. It was like, it's really good. And there's, there's genuine peril there and genuine concern as to who of this family, if any, or who of this tribe, I should say, are going to make it out alive. Um, but it's just, yeah, it just for me personally, it's not like, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not blown my, blown my socks off at all this film. So I think it was wonderful to look at in terms of the spectacle and uh, say that Cameron's, he elevates it with the CGI. He doesn't just throw it in there for the sake of it. You know, you see him from the trailer, some of the sequences, some of the shots, you're just like, I don't know how, like, just everyone looked so real. You know, like I said, within Pandora, just looked, you know, the Navi looked super, super crisp and super real. It's, it's staggering what they've done, really, and what Cameron's done and how they've progressed technology. That's one of the reasons why I couldn't just, like, shun this film and be like, well, I didn't like the first one, so I'm not going to watch the second one. Like, I, it's one, I could have easily have done that, and, and there might be people out there who have as well, but for, you know, for cinematic experience and for what they've done with the technology, it, it just, I, I feel like I'd be a little bit too ignorant of me just to be like, oh, I'm not going to watch it because I know I'm not going to like it. Like, granted, yeah, I'd, I'm, I'm not sat here like, oh, it's the best film ever. It's definitely not the worst film either, but it's just one of those where I was like, okay, just wasn't, it's just not, maybe Avatar is just not my cup of tea, and that's fine. But I can still appreciate what he's going for. I can still appreciate what he's done and the craftsmanship and the hard work for everyone. You know, I'm, I'm only mentioning, you know, Cameron as, as my go-to for name-plucking of, of behind the scenes, but the whole team behind this film deserve a real, real, real pat on the back. I mean, the pat on the back's not good enough, really, is it? Because it's staggering what they've done, but hey. Um, yeah, story's fine. It's just a little bit like, really, sometimes. And there's one thing, as I say, with the actual hunting and... and there's, there is another certain thing that the bad guys are after, like the unobtainium. <laughs> but, like, it, without getting too much spoilers, it's like, okay. 
And they mention it once, right? And then it's never mentioned again. Really strange. Uh, but again, I guess that's Cameron going, right, okay, well, people didn't like the bloated storyline. I'll make it quite easy to digest, easy to consume. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe I can't win with this. But out of 10, I'm going to give this a six. Um, and that is purely, as I say, on... I'm not the biggest fan of Avatar. I think it's better. I think this is better than the first one. So the first one will be lower review, lower score than that. And I'm, I'm not really ever going to review that film because I really, I've tried watching it again. I've tried watching the first Avatar and I just don't like it. So sorry about that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to give this a six. Maybe I, you can maybe push me to six now. But again, that's purely on the CGI, the 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 amazing work that's gone behind it and what they've done technology wise for this film. And yeah, fair enough. Like the third act of the film. It is entertaining enough, like the action when it gets going, it is great, and yeah, it all it it all looks absolutely wonderful. This film, I just feel like again, maybe Avatar's not for me. The story wasn't fantastic, should we say? But the messages that are there are driven home, and um, yeah, it's got a good sense of family in there. But it's definitely one that if you've got no, you know, if you want to go check it out at the cinema with the family over Christmas period, I definitely would do. Perfect viewing, really perfect time for it to come out, really when it did drop on the eighteenth. I think it was eighteenth of December. Just getting people like saying to the cinema over Christmas period, it's uh, yeah, check it out in three D as well. It, it's it's aye. it's it's just it's not it's not it's not my cup of tea. But as always, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you listening to my thoughts and my waffling about uh, films constantly. As I say, this is my last actual film review, and then we're going to be coming to the top ten in just a few days' time. So stick around for that. I say literally that should be dropping on New Year's Eve. So I look forward to getting that out for you as well. As always, thank you so much for your support. Whatever you're doing, however you're listening to it, if you share it, if you pass it along. Whatever it is, either way, it means the absolute world. So until the next episode, thank you so much as always for listening. Take care.